Selling a property does not happen very often. Your job is to find the best person to do it, but the challenge is, how do you find them? Hi, I'm Jared Krause. And I'm Sam Powell, and we're the hosts of Property Pals Australia, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing what makes a good agent. So we go into a few different uh, realms there on um, how to actually pick the good from the bad. Yeah, and then we do talk about what a bad agent looks like as well, what happens behind those smoke and mirrors that you don't know is actually going on, um, and how to anticipate what some of those things happening and try to prevent them. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a juicy one and it might be a bit controversial, but um, yeah, the, the key part is to try and teach you how to actually find the best agents uh, for your personality type and your property. There's a lot of nuances um, in that selection process and obviously doing it every single day, you become quite skillful at it um, and the whole process is to you know, share with you on um, how to do it yourself. Yeah, it's cool, to, it's cool to see and chat to you about like how you've done it so many times and how you do do it through this pod. Sam's process is like really cool and really nailed down. What he knows is, is awesome and you can go away and do this for yourself or um, we've got a way that you can get some help in, in doing it as well. But yeah, enjoy the pod and we'll just uh, we'll see you on the inside. Welcome to Property Pals, the podcast where we share everything around how to build a property portfolio from researching areas, financing, structuring, buying, selling and reinvesting to live a life of financial independence. As a disclaimer, any information shared by myself, Jared, Sam and the Property Pals team is strictly general and should not be taken as constituting professional advice. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, and taxation advice from a qualified professional. All right, Sam's got a bone to pick here. Yeah, we're on. We're recording. Are you ready? How's your hair? I want to edit this out. <laughs> no, nah, don't leave it in. Far out. Uh, yeah. So you got a bone to pick. You like these real estate agents? Are this in your face? No, there's good. There's great, and there's I won't say there's rubbish. I've been teaching Archie to say rubbish. Yeah, I remember last <laughs> Saturday night. Well, that's rubbish. rubbish. <laughs> yeah. And Archie is Sam's son, by the way. Yeah, guys. my oldest son, and yeah. that's um, that's what I want to talk about today. Is um, a big part of people's property journey is obviously selling, and that's a big part of um, what I help people do as well is mm. how to find the best agent to sell their property. And as you, as we all know, there's a lot of agents, um, sales agents in Australia. It's, um, I think it's like there's like the trust levels of real estate agents is five percent of the population trust them. So only five percent of Aussies trust real estate agents. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just over um, politicians or under politicians. I'm probably one of those in the ninety five percent basket them. of not trusting them as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> then that's why I wanted to just go look. Here's here's the warts and all from you know the a person who's been in the industry for ten plus years dealing with sales agents and buyers agents, um, being a buyers agent myself. But um, yeah, a big part is you know, helping our clients find the best agent for their property. Mm. And it's, you, because you're selling a property every, on well, Australians buy every 11 years, so on average they're selling every 11 years. Mm. Uh, they don't really understand how to find the, the best agent. And yeah. um, you do get caught up where, 
the, the classic feeling of, oh, well, I see their signs everywhere, so they must be really good. You know, well, no, there could be volume agents that you know just are pumping through it, give poor customer service, and you don't. This is the biggest issue: is that you don't know who you're getting in bed with until you're selling, until you're under that pressure cooker environment where you know you're trying to get a deal together. Don't lose sight of the fact that the sales agent, yes, they're working for you, you're paying them, but they don't get paid if you don't sell the house. Sounds like we have a right to not trust them. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when you think about somebody that's like, all right, see their signs everywhere, all right, they must be good. But it could be a catch-22, like are they good or are they just doing massive volume and with that massive volume, you're just, you know, in the conveyor belt and whatever, like next, let's just sell this property for lesser or try and make more or whatever it is. So. There, uh, I don't know if we've we've probably yeah we have we've shared the story about um, one of our best mates' parents um, having a an ordeal with a trying to sell a property with the seller's agent um, real estate broker that was just no good. So we might we could either unpack that or we could go into some other examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're talking about how the right a real estate agent can actually save you time and money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do they you know? Break it down because in this we're going to learn like what a crappy agent does as well as what compared to a good agent. So let's just yep the good, the bad, and then how to find how to find them. Right, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to cover here. So mm-hmm. let's start off. What makes a good real estate agent? Well, you need to have experience. The art of negotiation is a key part of why you're employing these people. And if they're doing it every single day, they're much more efficient at it than what you are. Yeah. Um, but the experience does teach you a lot. So there's the people that come into the industry, they're, they're fresh into it and you know, they might drop their commission rates, which could be attractive to people. Um, but the good people know their worth. So uh, understanding that and working with those people are the ones that they've done it so many times, they understand the, the, the process and that's how they're going to save you save your time yeah. in that they know every single step and they're going to help guide you through that step of getting your house ready, listing it, and give you that more confidence and reduces the stress on your end. In regards to saving um, the money, well, it's more of um, giving you more in your back pocket. So you're if you're so hell-bent on paying the lowest commission rate, then you're also, you know, you might be running into that factor, well, I'd rather pay someone a higher commission rate and get a much higher sale price because you know it might it might cost me an extra few thousand dollars to pay them. However, if they can make me that ten twenty thousand dollars extra, you'd pay it every day of the week, right? Yeah. What's what's an extra three grand to make an extra ten grand? You're yeah. going to get seven grand in your bank account. It may for somebody's like, oh, I'm going to pay an extra three grand, and I'm only going to make seven. Is that worth it? Like, yes. Even if you were to spend an extra nine grand and made ten grand extra. <laughs> You're going to get $1,000 in your back pocket. Like, think about it that way. <laughs> yeah. The hard part is, though, is like, it's just that perceived, like, you don't know what the future really holds. Like, you sign the the contract um, with the agent to become your exclusive listing agent. And they can promise you the world, but you don't know their delivery. Um, and that's where, you know, doing the research on how to find these people um, is really key. So, Yeah. We want to come to. I want to come to the fine. Sorry for button in, but I guess when I just spoke about like, all right, if I'm going to spend nine grand, I'm going to make ten grand. I'm going to get extra grand in my pocket. When I say this, I'm saying it from the position 
and of, of me not caring, like not being attached. And that's a big thing when people are selling a property they've held for 10, 11 years, like, oh, I am attached to a certain price. I'm attached to getting the best, the most amount of money. Yeah, of course, you want that, but let the professionals do the work. First, find them and let, let the professionals do the work and be less attached to the outcome because, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, like it's hard to remove emotion when you're talking about hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. I get that. But, yeah, if you can, it's um, it, it, what helps is actually finding like knowing you've got the best agent for your property to sell because then you can step back and go, I've done all my due diligence, all my research. Uh, the next step is just to sell this thing and to move on to the next stage. And you, you need to you know, have that trust in the process and you're the good agents. They're, they're really great at that. Uh, so um, in order to focus in on what makes a good agent yes. is you know, you've got the time in the field, but you know, they are connected to the community as well. So having the, at least four years experience in sales and then seeing the results they've got this is what's making really great agents. Also seeing it, what 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 level of stock are they carrying? Are they, if they've got 10 open homes on a Saturday, mm. you know, that's kind of like getting to that, that limit. Like eight would be probably my max to be mm. carrying because mm. then they're not servicing you. They don't have the time to service you. So they've got massive sales associate or back-end staff. Mm-hmm. Are they doing the negotiation for you or are they not? You know, it gets to a certain level of scale where, you know, from a business model, it's not cost effective for you to be doing, running around and doing it all yourself. You need staff and team. And when you start putting staffs and team underneath you, your delivery start to drop, uh, but your profits start to rise. So. I love this point because from the position of, you know, uh, me trying to find a good agent, I might be like, oh, who's got the most, who's selling the most? And they, that might be a marketing tactic to say, hey, we've got 10 open homes just this Saturday. That's how many people we're, have, you know, we're helping sell houses where it could actually be a negative, which is what you're saying. So um, that's yeah. that's a really good point. Yep. Uh, what else What else do um, good agents do? Or well, yeah, yeah, but this their their background, their training, and, and how they are showing up to the world. So asking them, you know, what do you do for professional development? You know, is it just mm-hmm. going around you know, trying to just find more and more listings to sell, or um, you know, are you continually to, to grow your skill set in negotiation and in your marketing? Also, how are you, how are you seeing the the current economic um, climate? You know, how would you propose these like? Asking all these questions gets into the how, but um, good agents, uh, they they live and breathe the property market and they get paid very well for what they do. So it's in their best interest to, to be the best of the, in their field. It's just, um, you know, people are always trying to make it, you know, in, into the sales environment and it's quite intense. Um, and that's why I say having a lot of experience on that end and seeing even what they did in a previous life and knowing their why. Why are they selling a real estate agent? Like there's some people that come out of engineering and do really well in, in sales for property because they actually just they love the system and process and the property, the game itself. Like mm-hmm. I just enjoy property. I enjoy just looking at property and, and seeing the different oh, there's architecture, you know, the profits, the cash flows, how you can, you know, escape that, you know, uh, 
nine to five grind. It's always interests me. But going back to like yeah, good real estate agents, um, you you have to take a level of uh, you know trust at some at some stage and pick one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's I guess through us talking about how to find them will help us understand what's good and what's bad. But so a good agent, obviously, it's going to be less kerfuffle um, for you as the owner of the property trying to sell it, right? And then also they're going to know the they're going to know the area. They're going to know roughly how much your property is worth. They're going to know you know have good contacts, be highly connected, and they're probably not going to have as like a they get they've got ability to bring you on as a client and also service you really well. Yep, which is important. What is a bad what does a bad agent look like? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll that one. The last thing I'd just have a good one would be we all need support staff at a certain extent to run around and do all those things um, without admin staff. Without admin staff or a, a good quality sales associate is, is, is difficult because there's things that you know, are quite mundane which you do every single day which you can um, – it's not the highest and best use of their time. Mm. So um, – I like to focus in on, well, who are they actually putting beneath them? Or, or lack of a better word. Yeah, um, who's, who's under them? Yeah, and what, yeah. what are their goals? Are they training these people to, you know, to increase their level of knowledge and their, like, experience and for them to become, you know, the best sales agent? Like, that mentorship role, I like to look for that as well. Mm. Um, it shows that they're a good person. Uh, and that's, like, I'm getting, I get deep into the, like, talk to these real estate agents I try to understand who they are as a person because you're matching up the the best agent for that property type and for that person mm-hmm. so there's a, there's a bit of a marrying in the agent um, matchmaking that we do but what, what makes a bad agent well you've got to get into the psyche of what an agent actually um, yeah, how they how they how they think if they're in it purely for just the money then there's always a bit of a red flag. There's a lot of um, ego in that, and what makes a bad agent is someone who's just trying to sell their seller on selling the property. I mean, that's a bit of a mouthful, but once they Makes start, sense. they don't get paid unless they sell it. So they just want to get in. They want you to, to sign the dotted line on the contract because that extra ten thousand dollars that they can get for you in their back pocket after they pay, you know, licensing fees and their principal, and then they pay tax on it. That ten grand, I think, it equates to about one hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if it's going to take them an extra few hours on a Saturday to get someone up ten thousand dollars, it might just be like, what's well, too hard basket? Just take the offer. This is the best offer you're going to get. Yeah, you know, the market's pulling back. Yeah, if you don't take this, we're going to lose this buyer because this is the buyer that I become. I become that pressure cooker buyer where it's like. <laughs> If you don't take this, I'm out, you know, because I'm conditioning the sales agent, but yeah. I'm going to condition the sales agent to then condition the, the seller. Yeah. So yeah. it's a multi-step process because they're just relaying that. Yeah. That's what I like to talk about in negotiations with um, people, people, you know, purchasing businesses is you can create leverage in the transaction. So if yourself, Sam, as the buyer, um, you, know, you know the market, you also... Uh, know how to buy property and you can convey that to the selling agent so you actually buy leverage in that 
So then they have to go to the seller to say, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows the value of the property. He's not here to mess around. We need to sell it to him. So there's so many games that go on within that transaction between the buyer, the selling agent, and the seller, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why it's important to have a good people on your team, um, both on the sale and the buy side. But yeah, what, what makes a bad agent? Uh, look, there's customer service, which is massive. It's highly emotional. Sometimes they, there's people that are actually really good at the presentation listings and really poor on the delivery. So mm. you actually get listing agents and then you get sales agents. Um, so you could get the, the principal or like the, the name that's been around the most. They just go in. They do the listing presentation. They've done it so many times. They're really great at it, mm-hmm. um, and they just—it's just the same process every single time. They've heard every single rejection, and they've overcome it that many times. It's just like clockwork for them. Yeah. And then they get the listing. Perfect. Here's my my team will handle it. Yeah. And asking those questions is quite important. So the listing agent is somebody that signs up the person who's selling the property, and then the real estate agent is the one that sells the property. So well, saying. They're generally the same same person, but on bigger scale, on bigger scale teams, yeah, it's like you get the they don't refer themselves. I'm the listing agent. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm here to sell you on buy on selling through me. Yeah. But there's every team member has their skill sets and their strengths. Yes, um, and like even in anything, it's like anything. well, if you've been doing it long enough, it might get to a point where you're like, well, my highest and best use as the principal of this business is to not be going to open homes mm-hmm. you know, 10 times on a Saturday is mm-hmm. to be running the sales team to Correct. to do it. So knowing that you know the person that you are um, selling through and listing and signing up with is the person who's going to be actually doing the, the whole negotiation and the open homes, yep. it's a really key question to ask. Yeah. But... Um, bad, bad, bad things with real estate agents. Yeah. On topic. Let's, let's pick this bone. Let's let's just lay it out for us. Why do they suck? Why do so many real estate agents suck? Because the, it's it's all um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in property, right? Like it's just a negotiation where people don't like car salesmen, people don't like real estate agents, because they don't tell you what you want to know or what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about that. Um, from the like the, the seller side, you know, they could. Um, they could have like a relationship with the with the potential buyer. They, um, you know, might come in at an inflated expectation to buy the like we call buy the listing. So your property's worth a million bucks in your eyes. The agent comes in, tells you it's worth one point two. Other agents coming in tell you it's worth a million dollars. You're stoked that you think that they can get one point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're basing your whole judgment off a figure which was just. Made, made up, up by your seller's agent. Yes. Yep. And then you go and list with them. They they could be the cheapest commission, cheapest marketing, highest you know estimated value. Mm-hmm. And then you get down. Oh, this person is amazing. They're the cheapest. A lot of people always go to like, what's the cheapest? Don't do that. Cheapest is yeah. You get what you pay for. Yeah. And then they could buy the listing at that you know, higher um, you know appraised price. Mm-hmm. And then they just start. Beating you down throughout a sales campaign, saying, "Well, the market's actually just saying it's you know it's sitting at a million dollars. You know, I'd, I'll, I'll try my hardest to get one point two, but it's been on the market for two weeks now. Generally, the best 
the first yeah. offer's the best offer. First offer's the best offer, you know, take it. And, and generally, within the first two weeks, those red-hot buyers that are ready to go yeah. are there and they're monitoring the market. And, Correct. And that's like picking the best agent isn't just, you know, the best marketing campaign. Um, that definitely helps. And there's people that do cheap out and, and often it's not at the agent's fault. It's just that the seller really doesn't want to pay for high cost in marketing. But if you look at the realestate.com and domain, the way that they price things is that the more expensive feature gets you know, more eyes and more eyes becomes more traffic through your property. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, if you increase your demand, it helps to increase just the price. So the higher the price, the more eyeballs. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. The, the, um, the better the marketing. The more, better the marketing, more, yeah. More eyeballs. But then no, if people are actually serious and looking for it, uh, for that property type, they'll find it. Um, I just say don't cheap out on just really poor marketing. Yeah. But um, a lot of the good agents too, they, they have strategies and understanding their strategies of, well, what are their strategies? What are their shady strategies? <laughs> shady strategies would be yeah, um, trying to buy the listing, which yeah. is that um, inflated price. And then once you get down to, you know, your market's already been on the market for a few months, the pressure cooker environment, they'll start just going, your property's not worth 1.2. All, all offers are saying, you know, one mil. One mil. And during that whole process too, they're building, they're understanding you as a person. So yeah. you might have bought elsewhere or you've told them, um, we have to sell by this date because we've already committed to going overseas or mm-hmm. multiple different reasons. Then they start picking on those those little pressure points for you to sell. Um, at a cheaper price. Yeah. And what they, their inflated price that they use to get you on the books. Yeah. And the reality is if you were just straightforward and that's what I like about some agents is they sit there and go, it's a million dollars. I know my market so well yeah. that I'm not going to put myself into this awkward situation in a few months where I just start bashing you down on price Mm -hmm. Uh, but they have the confidence because I've been around long enough to know how the system works they've also like what makes bad agents is just no referrals Um, Mm. ask those questions to people and make sure that they are their skill set is actually in selling that property so there's um, some people that are you know, really great sales agents. Uh, some businesses specialize in property management and they might have a sales arm to them. They might be the best agent to sell a property for you because they're really good at what they do, but they just don't market themselves. Mm. Uh, you need to understand you know, what their history is and see their results. But then there's also people that you just wouldn't sell with. Like as an example of a house that's sold across the road, it's classic. They've been around for 30 years. Um, They're actually too out of the loop with marketing. The photos they took were really poor. They didn't actually even paint the walls properly. You could see in the photos. It was just not an attractive property um, to look at. On the yeah. yeah. And they marketed it poorly and then they left it on the market for so long because they were just they were an older couple that you know I even called them, they didn't answer the phone, didn't call back. You call the agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so they just didn't care about the older couple. That's disgusting, isn't it? So it's a great way I, when I'm interviewing people and going through that process, I'm I'm calling them. I'm seeing their response. Will they call back? Yeah. You know? And if they do, do they send a text message? And how long? You know, does it, does it, is it in the same day? Is it, you know, a day later, two days later or not? 
that's you sort of gauging where they're at with their level of service, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And then you, because you just look at it and go, well, I'm trying to give you some business here. I'm yeah. asking something. If you're not motivated to call me back, yeah, uh, and listen to your voicemails, then how can I trust you're going to do that for me if I sign you yeah. up as an agent, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's it, it. Can have like little secretive sort of ways of doing it, but um, just tracking their level of communication is, is key. So a lot of sellers, it's it's very emotional to find that um, high level communicator is what a lot of the sales. Um, Agents train, like the training sales agents want you to go through. Scott, that I work with, um, he's a career sales agent beforehand, super high level communicator, one of the best at what he does, and um, just a real, like, good human that is actually trying to do well for the world. Yeah, he has great ethics and care. But, um, yeah, we're blown away. Like, <laughs> we um, did an agent selection on this $11 million property down in Sydney, and the, t- the agents that um, Scott put forward, they were like, these are high profile. Like, if you're selling a eleven million dollar property, you're pulling in about two hundred grand in um, commissions. commissions. Yeah, and one of them didn't even show up to the listing. Or like, we picked three of them, and I'm just like, it's ridiculous. You've got one in three chance of earning a two hundred thousand dollars in this sale, and you can't even show up on time. Like, what is your like? And that's the thing is, they're too busy. It gets to a stage where the they just don't care. They just like they've got that much on that they let a few things slip to the cracks and yeah. um yeah, if that's the case then yeah, that's not the person that you really want to be dealing with. That's why doing the selection process that we run is mm. just so it, it helps cut through all the BS. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. You mentioned referrals. Like I will we'll come back to referrals um referrals soon because I've I've got something I wanna share with that um what what else are we looking at when we're trying to find these good agents uh that's that's pretty pretty key the like the good ones as i said uh got a high level experience got a good team behind them don't take on too many listings really good communicators and have good track records so looking at their performance looking at what the asking prices of their properties were and what they sold for Mm -hmm. is a really good indication of how they actually performed and then seeing uh, you see signs everywhere like oh, street record well in a growing market you're always going to get some kind of street record so settle down just marketing <laughs> um, talking about performance uh is there an amount of uh properties they should have sold within a three six month 12 month period that you're like okay they've sold this many properties that's a good kpi that's a good number um, you want to be active. So no, I don't have an exact number, no. So you see them at least selling a couple of properties in the last sort of three months. You'd, you'd want to be like, yeah, you've sold like maybe five, at least minimum five properties. It won't be the majority. Like I'll go through and I'll see, like, let's jump into how to find the, um, how to find the, the best sales agent. Yeah, let's, so, let's talk about that. Um, what I generally start down out is what is your property? Mm-hmm. I understand who you are as a, as a person as well, but step one is, What's your property type? And then I go and look at all the listings that are on the market that are similar to your property type. In that area. In that area, in your, yep. in your specific suburb and um, surrounding suburbs. So let's just say four bedroom, two bathroom in your area. You're a four bedroom, two bath. Look at everything in your area. A million bucks. That's around a million bucks, yeah. yeah. And that's the big skill set of um, obviously valuation and the background that we, we have is that 
we can help people go, well, we actually analyze it ourselves. We know what it's worth first before you actually go and speak to an agent. Yep. Realistically, you should be looking around this. We haven't gone through and seen it, obviously, and everything's subjective, but it's good to sort of get that base ground of, okay, it's around this, and then everyone's got an opinion on what their property's worth. If you you don't, then you're probably one of the 1% that are just cruising through because a lot of people, they get confidence in knowing what their property's worth um, because it adds to their ego in a way or yeah, yeah. the decision-making process in life because yeah, they know what their, their assets are worth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so go through and see, well, you know, what's it worth? What other properties are on the market that are similar? And then I go through and see what other properties um, have sold that are similar mm-hmm. and who are the agents that are coming out the most that mm-hmm. are showing that you know that experience of that, that asset type mm-hmm. because they're the ones that also, if they've sold a number of properties over the last you know, three to six months of that property type, they've already got that conveyor belt of buyers that have missed out. You know, there might be 10 buyers on a property, but only one actually gets it. Yeah. So I like seeing all that. And then you delve deeper into the, all right, okay, cool. How many listings are you carrying at the moment? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's, your, what's the size of your team? Yeah. And Are you the listing agent and the sales agent? Yep, and yeah. they'll always say uh, yes, but you can actually go like on realestate.com. Um, there's a you scroll down on the agent's profile, you can see what properties are actually selling, so you can actually count them. It's not like rocket yeah. science. Yeah. Um, cool. Some of them they might hold for a longer period of time, and it's not as time intensive. So if they've got, they might have a you know five million dollar property, and it's you know, kind of a real boutique asset, which might be more of a six to 12 month sale period and they understand that so um and then you've got other yeah different property types have different time frames yeah but that's that's sort of the key part and then going that extra layer into okay cool and stuff. oh yeah, well, yeah you're vibing that through the interview process that, that we run but also the uh level of all the properties that you've sold let's go have a look at them what were they? How many days on market? Days on market. What were they asking? What did it end up going for? And then going further into, you know, if you can, you're in that local community, who's sold through them before? And even going into a point of calling other competing agents and asking, hey, you know, looking at Mrs. Smith from XYZ Real Estate. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I love to do is to pair three top agents in there and for that probably part in that in, in that um, area to go in and pitch for the listing. But I also like to let them know who they're competing against to hear what they've got to say. Mm. Some people, you know, talk really poorly of them. I don't take that whether it's a good or a bad thing. It could be a reflection on their personality that they have to say something negative about the competition. I actually more of a if something someone says, oh, they're really good too, you know, good choice. Mm. That's a better That's, sign for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's multiple layers that you go through, and like they're the key layers that I that I look at. So there's probably like four there, right? That you do, and then you go through the interview process. You understand who they are. Do they match with the person who's actually asking me to do this selection process for them? Mm-hmm. And then. Putting them in front of the, the person for them to decide because that's the relationship. Yeah. They're having a 90-day exclusive list. They're going to have to build a relationship with that person through those 90 days to sell their, sell their. So 
uh, you did this and you've, you've done this for a mate of ours. I'm sure you've done it for many more than I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So are we able to just give this, like share this service with people now? Like um, I guess let's talk about like I think I know a little bit about it, um, but it sounds like it costs like this selection, agent selection. So say, for example, um, i got a property for sale. And it's around, you know, I think it's a four bed or two bath, around a million bucks. Um, I come to you, Sam, and um, like, can you help me find the best person to sell it? And you say, yeah, um, you don't charge me a fee for that. How does that work? Is it like, because for Jesse, he didn't get charged a fee, but you found him the best agent that sold his property for the highest price. And then how that, um, for the service that you ran, like all the work, because there's a bit of work of you calling around and speaking to agents and referring three different agents to me who's wanting to buy the property and then I work out who I want. That's a solid service. A fair bit of work goes into it. I don't pay you. So you do you get paid from the commission? You get paid, paid a part of the commission from the seller's agent who sells the property? Is that how it worked? Yeah, it's kind of like think of a mortgage broker mm. um, or an insurance broker business yeah. so save say mortgage broker since we're in the space yeah mortgage broker so mortgage broker goes and does all the work um and then gets the bank the loan and gets the stuff. loan yeah. does all that you don't pay them directly because the bank's paying them to fulfill and do all that organization and uh understanding um the right loan type to structure and all that yeah there's the a bank- fair bit of work that goes into into that as well which i assume there's a fair bit of work that goes into finding the top three agents in your area for the property that you, you're yeah. selling yeah, okay. and then organising appointments and all that. There's there's a fair bit. That, there's there's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot that uh, just having the experience that helps guide people. Yeah, and also um, through that process, it's like having that trusted source to call up if you did have any questions about the sales process that you didn't want to talk to your sales agent about. Mm. Um, having obviously a a valuer and a highly experienced team in the back pocket is a big part of what we do. Um, in order to do that in the best way possible, there's um, we the agents charge you the, the sales commission, um, and we just work on the industry standard referral fee, where we take a small referral fee to basically introduce you as the seller to these agents, mm. and the agents they've got a one in three chance of securing the listing, and um, they obviously understand that. Without us, they wouldn't have that, and we make the process a lot easier and simpler for them. Mm-hmm. And it's in their best interest to to work with us because without it, they don't have that. Uh, yeah, they, they won't have the listing, mm-hmm. but um, they don't have to do any marketing to acquire that client. Hang and on, so you get a, you don't get a referral fee from from the you don't charge a referral fee for myself selling a property. You get a referral fee from the agent that ends up selling the property. Yeah, the agent pays us. Yeah. So out of their commission that they make for selling the property, they'll pay you a small referral fee for that. Yep, they say it's an industry standard referral fee that we work with, and they say thank, thanks very much for you know providing me this listing. I really appreciate it. And have you, you got know, more? <laughs> yeah, have you got more? I'd love to keep working together. And um, regardless if I've worked with people before or not, I still run the same process. Yeah, you're not going to just go, oh, they pay me good commissions. You're going to just use the same person no. because it's not going to be the right person. Say, for example, that my property might be in Brisbane 
and somebody else has one in Melbourne, you're not going to use the same person, obviously. No. <laughs> you, or even if it's like in one suburb of Brisbane compared to another suburb of Brisbane, you're not going to likely not going to use the same person. Always different, and the this, the fee that we charge referral fee, it's always the same. So we just charge an industry standard twenty percent referral fee mm-hmm. of the agent's commission, mm-hmm. and we also step in from the. Uh, <laughs> Got to be careful of my negotiation tactics here, but we also, in in order to get the best agent at the best price, we're also there with the, with the client going well to take that awkward conversation out of you know price for this the sales agent. Let me do that for you. Mm-hmm. We obviously it's not so much negotiation. And you can do it because you're a property valuer. Yeah. Oh, and just doing it every single time. It's like a mediator where yeah. you sit there and go, well, I know that you want a three point three percent sales commission. You are a great agent, hence why you're here. You know, know your worth, everything is great. But also, we've got these two other agents, which you know are also very competent, very mm. strong. Mm. We prefer to use use you. However, your fees just can't be justified because the other ones are at two point two percent. So, so you can bring them down on their fee. Yeah, and then it's not an awkward way to start a relationship from the seller's point of view. Mm. If I'm selling my property, you can bring down the commission that I need to pay to sell the property. For the agent, right? Yeah, we step in and negotiate for on your behalf, mm. so you don't have to, because yeah, it could be a sour taste to um, the relationship to start out on, on getting that right price. Mm. So it's nice to have that you know, middle party, mm. and you know, I it's in my best interest to get you the to do the best service to you. So then you refer us to go and do this accurate agent selection process mm. for all all your friends and family. Mm. So. Um, just having those like that experience in negotiating against these trained sales agents on their commission, because I do it every single day. Yeah. I know that their responses to my questions. Um, so it's just it's See. just a bit of the, the game that you go back and forth with. But overall, um, yeah, there's because there's, there's so many real estate agents. Uh, there's a few that are great, but there's always a few in any suburb that are great. It's just trying to find them and analyze them is the hard part and then going into pitching them all together and then knowing that you're the strongest agent and you know your worth but I know you still want this listing. It's a great listing and not only are you going to make money out of it, it's going to help you. For every sale that an agent makes, they also are going to expose themselves to other people in that in that area yeah. to then come to them naturally. So. They might pay us a they'll pay us a referral fee for this this sale, but that might generate three or four other sales in that area which they can just pull in organically. Yeah. The way I think about it is <clears throat> number one, you find the best three agents in the area and then you negotiate them down on uh, how much they're charging commission to, for me to sell my property, which so I can sell my property for the highest possible price with the best agent. And pay the least amount of commission, which is amazing. Mm. And then I think about it with uh, in the light of mortgage brokers. I go away and try and find the best mortgage broker, and they're going to do all this work for me, and I don't have to pay to pay them. Like it's a no brainer to do it. Like to use a mortgage broker that's like really good. So I'm like itching at the bit to like help people understand how can you know what link do we give them to go to or con- like do they how do they use you select use you to do this? <laughs> uh, well, to sell their property. Um, check out 
our website, propertypowers.au. We've got um, well, one. We've got some free resources there. Check them out too. But uh, yeah, we've um, emails hello at propertypowers.au and just shoot us an email and ask. You know, just present your your position and let's just jump on a call, have a conversation. We've also got a um, on our website a, a questionnaire that you can roll through and fill that one out. Um, with your situation or just shoot us an email and you know we'll get in touch yeah yeah probably the, probably the easiest way yeah so if you go to the um the coaching page um you can fill out that questionnaire um or just reach out at the email and um yeah chat to us i guess yeah it's a it's a, it's a massive service that we do and mm-hmm. i guess I'd i guess let us know i guess let us know like what your property is where it is and all that sort of stuff because then we can pull up step we could pull up things and then Sort of present a little bit about your property and what we think it's worth and who we could yeah maybe help you sell it yeah i mean step at time i don't want to go and <laughs> tout all our services and everything like that yeah, yeah but yeah. i mean it, it, it's a very important point in look you can go and do this all yourself exactly what i just said those major steps of um, find the, the, the good sales agent to sell your property go through listen to this they're the key points for you to go and do it yourself by all means if it empowers you go and do it yourself fully if you don't have the time or the energy or the experience to do it we can do it all for free at no cost for you because we, we lean on our obviously referral fees that you know, mm. the, the agents pay us and they've got no affiliation it's not like there's a lot of comparable sites that actually are out there which is why we started this this service as well is because um, they're actually just partnering with the people that pay them either the most commission on the back end or they take that higher clip. So mm. um, it's all fraught with danger. <laughs> just um, always ask the right questions. And uh, I mean, yeah, if you do it yourself, go for it. If you want us to help you out, more than happy to. It's um, it's a beautiful way to, I guess, get to know us as well. And it's at no cost and there's no pressure. It's just yeah, um, it's a good point. You learn a lot, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, great learning experience. Well, let's wrap it up. Thanks yeah. for listening, guys. There's, um, I'm sure there's different parts that we mentioned in this pod that we'll use on another pod. Um, but if you guys do have questions or other things you want us to cover, please send them to our email, hello at propertypals.au as well. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you on the next one.